0: Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us.
1: Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, You will have no recompense from your Heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praises of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your almsgiving may be secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room close the door and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, Anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father, who is hidden. And your Father, who sees what is hidden, will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you.
0: I went on a retreat just a couple of weeks ago, and the speaker at the retreat talked about lots of things, but one that impacted me a lot was the consideration of Jesus on the cross. The cross has always been something important to me, and I assume for all of you too, but there were some new aspects that I took away from the retreat that I would like to apply today. Of course, today is Ash Wednesday, and it's the beginning of Lent. We're all starting this six and a half week journey of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We might be giving up something we enjoy, We might be donating more to some charity. We might be adding prayer or devotional practices to our routine. All of those things are steps on a journey. But where is that journey leading? And sure, we might all answer that this journey of Lent is going to end on Easter. Because that's what our faith is all about. The resurrection of Christ that gives us the opportunity for the same rising from the dead. Easter is absolutely where Lent leads. But there's a stop along the way, and that's the cross. I wanna briefly touch on some points related to our own crosses. First, the cross is not an extreme fitness program. Second, the cross is alive. And third, the cross will rend your heart. So first of all, the cross is not an extreme fitness program. We hear from Jesus that we're supposed to take up our own cross and follow him, or we say things like, it's my cross to carry. It's easy for me, and maybe for you too, to think of a cross like a crazy fitness drill where somebody's saying, tough it out, don't stop. For someone like me, it's almost like running a long distance race or suffering through eating a vegetable I despise. We might keep thinking, I have some problems and I just need to suffer through them until they go away. Think about what the gospel says today. When you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting. It's easy to take that and believe, Ash, Wednesday is terrible, I have to fast today, but I'll fake it and smile all day. Honestly, if you were to do that, it's not a terrible thing. However, there's so much more you can get from your cross. And that's because of today's second point, the cross is alive. In most churches, the crucifix shows Jesus on the cross after he has died. To see our Savior dead on a cross should always be a reminder of the sacrifice that he offered for us. He gave every last ounce of his life, just for us. However, we shouldn't let the idea of Jesus dead on a cross allow us to relegate the crucifixion to a simple historical fact from the past. Instead, consider the idea that the cross is a living reality. When I was on retreat, the chapel had a crucifix with Jesus sculpted as if he was still alive. His face showed the agony he was enduring while he was on the cross, and for me it was a disconcerting sight. As I looked up at the cross, I waited for him to look at me and ask me to help him with his pain. It made me consider the idea that God's actions occur outside of time, which is necessary since the crucifixion has to span all time if we're to benefit from the redemption that it brings. And now imagine that idea, that the suffering and death of our Lord spreads out over all time. That means it's a living reality now. And so you might ask the question at this point, okay, so Jesus suffering on the cross spans all time, so what? Well, if the cross of Christ is alive in the present, we can participate. Our crosses are not just sufferings we endure, they can become our assistance to Jesus. What if Jesus looked down from the cross right now and asked you to help him? What would you do? It turns out there is something you can do. Offer your sufferings, your crosses, to Jesus. And not as problems to endure until they go away, offer yourself fully to the suffering out of love, the same way that Christ did. Now you might say, that would be so hard. And that's my third point, the cross will rend your heart. I've taken that phrase, rend your heart, from the beginning of the first reading. We heard, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, rend your hearts, not your garments. Rend your hearts, that is, tear your hearts. Suffering in our lives is emotionally painful. Has suffering caused you to feel like your heart is torn? If so, how have you endured that suffering? Do you just sit there and keep waiting for it to pass? Or do you realize that you can suffer with Jesus on the cross? And pay attention to my words. Not just suffering like Jesus on the cross. I said suffering with Jesus on the cross. Think about Jesus and his suffering. When he was on the cross, he had been condemned by the police, embarrassed in front of everybody, called a liar and blasphemer by his priests, abandoned by his friends. He had watched his mother's heart broken, and he died with no consolation. Are we ready to suffer with him in those terrible circumstances? And I'll answer for myself, I am not ready. So let's see if we can work on that during this period of Lent. You may have already decided what you're going to give up for Lent, but I'll suggest you take some time to consider it again. You're departing on this journey of Lent. Where's it going to lead you? Are you just giving up something that will make Lent like an extreme fitness program where you can come to know that you can go without beer for 40 days? Or are you going to enter into a path of prayer that makes you know the presence of Christ suffering for you? How will you come to prepare to have your heart torn? If done well, following the gospel is easy. You'll give alms and feel no need to be treated special for your gift. You'll pray and not care who sees you except God. You'll fast and have no need to force a smile because of the inner joy you radiate. The challenge for today and for all of Lent, we're on a journey to the cross. Make it a journey of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving that will help you to embrace your crosses. Make it a journey that will prepare you to carry them not just for endurance, but with Jesus for love. St. Anthony of Padua.